0: Good morning, and welcome to Science and Society. I'm Dr. Sheldon Cooper, BS, MS, MA, PhD, and SCD.
1: OMG, right?
0: (laughs) Perhaps that joke was a little too hippy-dippy for this crowd.
1: podcast again. I am Christopher Maverick, you can call me Mav, and I am in person here with Wayne and Kanye and Hannah. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey. This is the first time we've all been in the same room. This is the first first time... Most of us have met him. Yep. <laughs> He's in
2: fact, a disembodied voice. Yeah. It
3: only exists it as a of walk- I built a robot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, walking through the hall, I'm hearing the two of you talk, and I'm very familiar with your voices, but not your faces. And it was a weird disconnect for five minutes.
2: was <laughs> the baby, too. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yes, in our late 20s, we are the
1: babies. I'm like 12, so yeah, I don't know what you're I talking mean, about. Internally, I'm about 14. Yeah. So I'm
2: yeah. also pretty sure I'm <laughs> uh, well, a 14-year-old boy. Well, we're making like five-year-old girls in the zoo with pandas, so. So we are currently
1: <laughs> sitting in my hotel room in D.C. at PCACA, the conference that we were preparing for, not last week as you listen to this, but the last couple of weeks for you guys, but last week for us. And Matt, what is PCAACA? Oh, I'm not doing that
2: again. <laughs> no, do it.
1: PCAACA is the Pop Culture Association, American Cultural Association joint conference that is held in a different place in the country, usually, every year. And this year it's in D.C. and we all happen to come here to present our papers, so we probably record a live show with no specific topic idea, so instead... I'd like to welcome back our very first guest from the very first show before Katia or Hannah were here. Um, the very first episode of Vox Popcast was recorded 18 hours after the end of TCA last year. And I flew back home and John Dorowski, hey John, <laughs> flew back home. To and we literally, having just seen each other, It's was like, all right, call in. We'll record the first show then. So yeah. that was. That's that was, the last time
3: you and I did an episode in the same room. No, because we had a couple. We had the live show. Oh, the last show, I did, the live show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, thought I was about it. Yeah, <laughs> do we only
1: really do one live
3: show that you were on? I think so. Yeah,
1: we did.
3: I thought was a disembodied head
4: on? Yeah.
1: Yeah, you were on the li- you were on that live show, though you weren't really in the room. That I don't
3: was know. Great. <laughs> so random chaos. So we have no specific topic, but we may have other guests depending on who knocks on the door and comes with the invite we gave it there. Yeah. So so this is just a random I'll do. Anything can happen. In fact...
1: Talk amongst yourself, because Nicole just asked me what her number was. We're
2: going to literally have a show on a couple
1: of blooper reels. No, no, no. I'm not cutting any of this because yeah, yeah, it would be doing. easier to edit if I don't bother. All
2: right, well, um, since I'm mad is gone, I can see that the blue face is the way she wants I can still hear you. And <laughs> I, <know>. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about okay, that. Yeah, well, okay, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I haven't seen the first season. I think it is delightful. Television is very enjoyable. Why? Why is it the greatest show on yes. TV? Oh, well, Do you right. like airing currently or like yeah. on TV all yeah. time? No, not all right. time. Sorry. i life. <laughs> no. Like on TV currently. Like, look, it, it's consistently well written. It makes philosophy sound fun. It's hard to make certain philosophers sound it's, fun. It just it's just for a few Yeah,
3: yeah. It, yeah it, it's a sitcom based is, on philosophy. Is, you saw that. It
2: isn't. It, like, it brings up really important... It's basically like, because it's Lost, but upbeat. I mean, in some ways, yes. It actually, I think, in Wait. some ways, it improves, and I hate to say this, because Lost is my favorite TV show. It improves on the plot, plotting of Lost, you know? I think we know why this is a much different. I've seen every episode of Lost, but the last two, because I basically lost it just at that <laughs> point. Yes, I know. You bring it up. Because I don't, I don't... Okay, it's fine. I said the Lost <laughs> is a well-crafted TV show. I still get bored easily. It's I can't I can't hit, okay, there's no button I can push to make it explode, therefore But
3: <laughs> No, literally. People ask me why I don't read
2: certain novels, and I just go like, are there explosions in it? And I'm like no. Nope, the ones you did yeah, yeah. ask me if Jane the Virgin had explosions in it, and that, there had just been an episode that aired where there was a giant explosion. I was like, actually yes. Don't watch it, it'll just make you mad. I'm, like, <gasps> I'm not gonna explosion, but don't watch it. I I'm not over it. I mean like it's great, it has it's a great representation, it tackles really tough issues in really smart yeah. ways. Yes, but I'm so mad. I'm <laughs> <You're> <laughs> still yes. issues and, yeah. and also like yeah, I think that's yeah. a great TV show. I yeah, not, I think that like, you're playing just some hyperbolic. I mean I mean yes, I am always hyperbolic though, but uh, confirm. Which, <laughs> which is entertaining. <laughs> uh we're some of us. Sometimes
1: now we haven't met it behind the scenes. Uh, uh, that's uh, why she's on the show. The first <laughs>
2: time we she was on it. Are you say like, I'm boring, man. No, we're <laughs>
1: still
2: here. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I mean, before we even started. But, <laughs> but like, I also think that like shows like The Good Place or Superstore, which airs alongside, which are both one nine nine are really important because there's a lot of Horror, like yeah. pessimistic dark room dark TV shows and also like the world kind of sucks right now like <laughs> in a very immediate way that like I mean it always has but it's very apparent right now so it's just nice to believe in things again without like shying away from mm-hmm. how Because it. it's a good place to do books you know? yeah. I, mean, yeah. I don't actually know who funny it can't be <laughs> okay then, then you have to retract is the, the best show because
3: there's been a panda that leaves across roofs
2: it's, it's, David retracts I agree now. On television, whichever episode is this <laughs> I mean, that we you know, watch, but don't
3: tell. But the band exploded, so it's everything you because love. Does it explode? <laughs> <the> badass <laughs> way, though. I'm just gonna just Yeah. Magicians
1: have money regularly. Almost every episode of magician.
4: Another are coming out of hats.
1: Uh, they're coming out of the sky because they use them to send messages. Like if you have, if, you, if you're a magician and you want to send a message to another magician, you whisper it to a bunny, and then the bunny teleports to the other magician, and then tells the person what you what, it, what you said. It's awesome.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, only well, we could just see the thing, the thing about this is I like bunnies. with like Tiny Tina in Borderlands, which I realize none of you probably don't have any idea who that is. Likes bunnies. <laughs> She's like a, like a 12 year old weapon like expert that really likes cake and bunnies, and her all of her explosives have bunnies on them. Uh, the, no, the bunnies
1: don't explode. Is that what they mean? They just—they just. Well, they're
2: not bunnies. They are warheads <laughs> with bunny ears yep. and bunny faces on them.
3: Explosives and, cosplaying and, as bunnies. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and,
2: and Tiny Tina is my spirit animal. My brother. I remember the first time, like we were playing the original war, like like. Well, I think she the like, Anyway. <laughs> anyway. He like, here's this cutscene. I'm in the other room, My brother's like, oh my god, Pati, you need to come here. I come running in and he like replays the cutscene. And he's like, It's your voice. And I was like, you do the same cartoon voice. And I was like, ah, well, we are not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> not to do that voice on
1: air now, we're not gonna do it, but you can. I like
2: it. I go into cartoon voice. Especially when I'm teaching, which always very interesting reactions. <laughs> Once I did voices for all the Dickens characters for my students, uh, they were amused.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's, that, there's that the story. <laughs> Please
2: <laughs> So, like, so I, I guess maybe you could like figure this out from either the same to previous episodes are knowing my obsession with games. I have students play a game of each class because I always get stuck with a three, well, actually, stuck is the wrong word. I had a three o'clock time slot, so they were like tired. Um, to wake them up. I had them play in-game, usually the corner of the game, because, like, trades and, like, Who Am I? So all of so a you know, No, of course we didn't play Snapdragon. though I did find some other people <laughs> yeah. on YouTube playing I love that she immediately knew, of course we so,
1: didn't play that. Like, Oh, yes, that game, sure. No, okay. I
2: just went with Snapdragon. Okay, Snapdragon is the greatest thing that ever happened to Maddie. And better
3: than the good play. the really I, I mean,
2: it. perhaps the dumbest thing anyone's ever seen. Which is why like. it's delightful. Uh, so... Victorians were weird, Um, and so to entertain themselves, they created a game called Snapdragon, which was played by toddlers usually. Uh, you had a bowl of like brandy-soaked raisins, and you like light them on fire with a low blue flame, and you turn off the lights, and you would just like try to like grab more than the other people. Yeah, you're pulling um, raisins out of a flaming goblet of brandy, just like. YouTube snapdragon game, and you can just watch people try and recreate this wow. and like burn themselves. Anyway, play for my students. Um, did, did not play that. that. She did not name her students with fire and <laughs> or do property. Please do not. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, just, I just like <laughs> change things like we because, like, you know, if you're teaching Little Dort. Um, for those of you who don't know what Lil Dort is, it's one of Dickens's uh novels, it's about prisons and theirs, prison specifically. And it's like 800 pages of the Oxford edition. Um, we well, have
1: yeah, a guest keep
2: going okay, Yes. um it's like in their future <laughs> <traditions>. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of, so I
5: have to say there's a lot of characters oh
2: my
1: yeah. oh, oh, god hi 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 this is David Lewis who's been on the show before hello <laughs> oh. hi I'm
2: Hannah yes Hannah Katya 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 okay <laughs> so, okay he, he mispronounces it too and I've known you now for a second
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's Even on the show. I know. know. And <laughs> I just don't care. My just
3: have a D in it. All
2: right.
3: Uh, okay, no, I'm just on Kasha. air. My name
2: is Katia. Katia. Katia okay. with a T. Yes. Yes, I love Matt. Katya? I know. It's not Katia. It's not Katia. Kesha? Did you say Kesha? Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
5: oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> And then just everyone, lit up. For
2: everyone listening, Hannah's length, like uh, Hannah's face just lit up. Like <laughs> you wouldn't believe. What? Uh, was my <laughs> <Keshire>. <laughs> uh,
3: if Cash were on the good place, oh my
2: god. Cash <laughs> was on Jane the Virgin for okay. No. Um <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, right, so eight <laughs> hundred page novels, so how I just reviewed the characters. Um, I like something like quotes. From each character, because a lot of the minor characters, you know, they have the same speech patterns, and they do things that Candy no is known for. Because um, black characters, of course.
3: And I read them in voices,
2: and they just laughed at me. And I guess it was like, like turned off fair, fair plates. You know, they couldn't catch out like a out, dictionary stuff. So it's a good time in Victorian novel. <laughs> 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 Someone hire me, so I can teach. That's not desperate. Though. <laughs> Someone out there. Oh, there's,
1: there. A, there's a desperate plea my talk tomorrow for a job.
2: <laughs> I'll like grasp all every word that comes out of grasp come out, but behind it, there's like a tiny, tiny, nearly audible i of, like, please give me Oh, there's
1: please, a, note please, a note on the slide that says, at this point, ask for a
4: job.
1: I'm also very much looking forward to this. I have 15 minutes to talk tomorrow, and I will be going through. Forty-two slides. of really bad art. It's yeah. going to be really impressive. Nice. Yeah. 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 I'm
3: yeah, it's going to turn into a movie. It's going to turn into yeah. like yeah. a motion movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, amen. Just don't
2: I, go over time. It's the worst thing. Yeah, do. yeah. I, I did mine today.
3: I did mine well. I don't feel like it mm-hmm. I need. Yay! In terms timing, like as he held up the one-minute left sign, I was starting the last paragraph.
2: That's always such yeah. a good feeling. Like
3: timed that
1: perfectly. I mean, I've rehearsed it myself, and every time I've been. The longest it's taking is fifteen thirty, the shortest
3: has been fourteen thirty. So it's yeah. been and last the last most time I read it it was fifteen oh four. But we have for thanks to that were like six hours ago. Oh gosh. So, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah, I know what these guys are presenting on what are you guys?
2: Yeah.
0: I have to present tomorrow?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: No, I um, you know what's listed in the program is actually not what I'm presenting on tomorrow. I Oh, it. I hate that. Yeah, I did that shit. Yeah, I hate I I mean him personally.
2: Yeah. <laughs> is it at least like in the same genre? Yeah,
0: it is. It, it is. it okay. is. So, in the program, it was supposed to be a discussion of worthiness uh, in Thor concerning Jane Foster and the cancer journey. Uh, kind of switched around and dropped to the Thor part of it entirely. And instead, I'm going to be talking about how um, comics and graphic novels that are about cancer narratives of uh, people going through, uh, cancer, fictional or non-fictional. There's always,
2: almost always, a, um, a
0: diagnosis moment, like that moment of the doctor saying, i sorry, June, you have carcinoma of your sphincter. Um, <laughs> and what I've noticed with this is I'm going to bring in visual rhetoric from deafness comics, mm-hmm. And how they are used and sort of, uh, I won't say co-opted, it's used well, it's used rightly, but um, you find these deafness uh, visual moves, blank word balloons or little staccato dashes like Woodstock from uh, Peanuts often being employed in that moment. Like there's an ineffability to communicate that moment of a cancer diagnosis. So... I thought that was more interesting to talk about tomorrow than
5: yeah, yeah, riffing on yeah, yeah. four. So that's, that's yeah. where I'm going. Cool. And John? And I was uh, this morning and I talked yeah. about uh, the Marble Dice run of Black Panther looking at the trails of uh, racing masculine. It sounded like. Way shorter. <laughs>
1: like it was more. To- yeah, yeah. I'm actually well, enjoyed it. About
2: race and racism. Black Panthers about race. Hot take. Totally, <laughs> 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 a lot of people don't know else. No, <So>, I <laughs> never really thought about that. <laughs> no, no. no, 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 uh, no. One, 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 get one, out. One of
5: like, the key points that that is that it's not just. Yeah. So one of the key points is a statement from the writer of *Criss Crosses*: uh, race is not a theme. It's not central to the stories he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so, like, he's, it's not, uh, well, it's one of his other points. Christopher Priest has not been shy about talking about his writing. <laughs> uh, and so he's, uh, he's also said that this is not about black African-type like, clan right. or uh, apartheid in South Africa. Yeah. This is, you know, he's a black character, so obviously race is going to be there, but it's not stories about race. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, of it, uh, probably maybe a little more interesting is I wasn't just talking about black especially black masculinity. Uh, he's bounced by Edward K. Ross, his liaison, who's played a Mark Freeman in the film. Oh, favorite character. Yeah.
2: So, I was being
5: sarcastic, I won't make that clear. <laughs> <laughs> I <start> about <laughs> what was going on with white masculinity in right. <laughs> was he compared
2: to Chandler from Prince? That, that, that was one? a direct
5: inspiration for the character. Oh, right. Really? Yes. Uh, Could he be <laughs> any that? more like Chandler? Yeah, that was. More
4: Chandler than.
5: The been watching Friends, and he was like, uh, I want someone with that sort of tone. And there was another character that he looks with, I can't recall, well, right now. But yes, uh, Chandler was an inspiration for ever K.
3: Ross. for hmm. little white guy who's just a little body spirit. Yes. Does <laughs> yeah. not want to be there. <laughs> right. It, it's been, this being my first one, it's been a really interesting mix of presentation styles and topics. And, um, Things i liked things that, that just didn't click for me at all. Some right. in terms of the way they were presenting the important topic. Um just I there's some phrases that I count that I want to recount sure. just for oh, yeah, it. your and list. <laughs> in, in the first 20 minutes I was here, I sat in on a science fiction panel on on Firefly, and I heard the term oblique Malthusian occurrence. Nope. So <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, this is what I'm in for this weekend. <laughs> my two other phrases came this morning in the sexuality and superheroes band we sat in on. Um, there was the phrase, invisible tumescence. Uh-huh. which that's is That's my next band. <laughs> and our first album is the other phrase from the same presenter, which was the privatization of the anus. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh. yes. So I just want to record those for posterity, <laughs> yeah, so you can go back and listen to them later. looks
2: like we're running like Wade, on hot list. <laughs> so today, everyone, I, you present at the exact same time, okay. and uh, before
3: that's happening during your presentation yeah. tomorrow. Uh, and everyone,
2: <laughs> and I already promised um, one of our Duke friends that I would go to his panel, which was on, and his was on Nathaniel Hawthorne, Jennifer Brown, and Iron Maiden. Uh, and his take is very cool. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, like uh, God.
5: Lots of crossovers to be bad, okay.
2: Yes, uh, <laughs> which was part of his point. Uh, there's an Iron Maiden song. Name?
3: Which shows you how. But the love. No,
2: it's a, uh, no, no, in, it's, it's it a inspired by the Robert Burns poem about beast. Something about the beast telling. It,
5: I don't know. That. I don't know every mental society. I'm, I'm so. going to look at the program <laughs> and <laughs> just get this
2: right. And just edit. It's it's no, it no,
1: there's only one track. This is going to be a much harder show to edit. So I'm just edit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> just say. I uh,
0: I love that someone's
3: listening it, to the podcast right now, shouting the answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. Several so, so of my friends. Yeah,
2: yeah. Same, like, <laughs> you know the answer. First of all, we, like. I believe, yeah. and then I just aged ourselves one and then two. I'm uh, oh,
3: cool. Yeah. Okay. okay.
2: Let's just know, the what number, you know the number of the beast. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. so the, so, so, I, so like the number of the beast. Um, and Guns of the ground, both side like our first poem. Um, as like uh actual, like it's an actual inspiration. And uh, however, Mickey said that Guns of the ground actually has more to do with Iron song. And we looked at what we can learn from both of those things by reading together. Uh, so it was really cool, interesting. I learned a lot about metal and punk, and the fact that they had rivalry, no. mm-hmm. uh, which, 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 which is which shows you how much I know about these Which he, which he made points yeah. was similar to the two rivalry with women for a similar reasons. <laughs> but it's not just
4: he had misogynist
2: tendencies, which is a thing. <laughs> However, a lot of it was also he basically at the time a lot of female authors were getting a lot more writing, more importantly, a lot more money. The Hawthorne was. Writing uh, and Hop on that little song, and he thought he was better so he called it yes. just. <laughs> uh,
3: so, I think subcultures of music become much more contentious than we talk about subcultures. It's all the same. But yes, that happens.
2: So, um, I learned, and I also just learned that there's a very, like, um, where there's a special group of people. They're really into metal and punk, and all in the history. They get very excited about it. Um, there are a lot of special groups of people. I mean, <laughs> I, mean, I, mean I mean, like, I mean, special
0: like, in quotes? No, no,
2: yeah. no. No, I just mean like there's like a specialized group of people, yes. like, yeah. like I, yeah. like there are super. i was special in quotes. The way describe like, 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 really like really yeah. either more uh, normal academics or 2 non-academics, I describe PCA as like the intersection of like Comic Con. And squish it together with MLA, the Modern Language Association Conference, which is sort of like the big conference in our field, and mush them together. And it's kind of a similar vibe. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well Peace Day was directly the inspiration for the show. That was like where I got the because um, so we four of us just came back from the comics area dinner, which is once once per per um, per conference, we all get together and we go eat somewhere, and it's just sort of more of the same discussion it starts out with, well, I like your paper on whatever. And then we're just arguing about Daredevil. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right. It just evolves. But the entire point was I find the conversations that we have at these shows, at these conferences, that are just sort of freeform, not, not prepared papers which I find interesting, but the freeform right. conversations of not just could Daredevil be the Punisher, because that's boring to me, but I have these thoughts about Daredevil and like So during lunch, we and I basically, in our heads, wrote this whole paper that we're going to work <laughs> on on like, on like, you know, powerless superheroes, yeah. because that's just the kind of weird level of geekiness
0: intersecting with academia that you can't finish. I want to go to one thing Katya said, though, which was uh, Katya said, Yay. Uh, um, uh-huh. uh, which...
2: Uh, I was going to tease about it the next eight years. <laughs> Uh, which is there's, there is an <laughs> academic
0: conference that happens at the same day yeah Comic Con, yeah. Yeah. the Comic Arts Conference, but even that has a different vibe right. than PCA. Because I sat on some of that one. Yeah, yeah, because you have Comic Con going on around it and and right. suffusing it, so you don't get the same uh, post. Panel post coital post panel discussion that you might get here. So not, even that, it's, it's also just it comics.
3: Too. Yeah, it was definitely yeah. weird. There was like walking off the floor of Comic Con and all the madness into a room that had more than an I mean, five. yeah, it was like step in the world. And then you step back out, Disneyland again. And that was really very, mad, very and strange. I mean, most academic conferences, particularly when you're doing not here, but particularly when you're doing pop culture work
1: at most academic conferences. There's very much a, how do I justify myself as a scholar, right, talking, and we don't do that here because everyone here is doing something dumb. Like,
4: right, like, by definition,
1: or, you know, like, there's no, I mean, I should, I should say everyone, because there actually are at are, PCA, there, there are, you'll find a, a panel on Jane Austen, you'll find a panel on, on or yeah. But it's all stuff that like
2: wouldn't fit like, I'm yeah. planning on Sunday on like paper and Right. There are there are some of the conferences I could take that to, but like there's, there's the, yeah, right. there's a tolerance for sort of like putting weird right. stuff so, together and seeing. How I, don't, I don't. See I don't. It. So like
1: I proposed my paper's on Rob Liefeld, and when I proposed it, I was like, okay, we're going to be like, yeah, I want to hear that anywhere else in the world, I'd right. be like, no, trust me, I have something serious to say. Now, yeah. yeah, yeah, uh, when, we, when yeah. you speak yeah.
0: on Liefeld, will we be able to see your feet? And that is part of the talk. You, oh, okay. it does <laughs> come okay.
5: up. Uh, when going to a conference of any sort, you have to have your audience in mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. your, 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 how much context do you have to give? How much preparation do you have to give the audience before you actually get to your topic? Mm-hmm. And I- even in the comments area, uh, where, where mm-hmm. you know most of us are very sometimes you have to give con- enough context because there will be some obscure. Uh, underground comic that only really? <laughs> <all publish. laughs> and so you have to explain more. You know, we're still only two people. And so, but for a lot of stuff here, it's you know, you want to talk a lot about Rob Liefeld, you want to talk about uh, not just Black Panther, but the specific Black Panther yeah. book, uh, with the specific writer, and people will automatically understand what that is. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're an MLA, you have to give a lot more context, explain yeah. not just justifying your study, but explaining what your study is. Well, I'm going to give a gentle pushback on that. I mean,
0: what you're suggesting probably is the more sane way to go, (laughs) is the more responsible way. But is something to say, just make you yourself your audience and either they catch up to you or they don't. I've just seen papers and presentations that have been deflated Mm -hmm. seriously because they had to give. So I mean, much there backstory. There is an art to yeah. you know, summarizing that backstory. I would rather go the other way, which mm-hmm. is get on
3: board or yeah, my first tweet for a while. My, yeah. my first draft, I spent three paragraphs explaining what I made yeah. And then I realized I don't need to do most the things that were essential. I tried to work into my narrative as I was making points. Like, and here's what you need to know for this point. But you well, don't need to know. Well, 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 I, know.
1: I went to I went to National MLA a couple, a couple of years ago, and I made it my business to catch every comic book panel. There were like six of them over four days. So I, I, it's way easier to do that than it is here. So I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna hit all of them. And six panels, so four people per panel, twenty four panels. Twenty of those papers had. So let me tell you why it's important to study comics for the first two minutes of their talk. Okay. And that's not done here. It's not done here for video games. And It's talk is usually only
2: like 15 minutes. Yeah, 15 so it's like, that's actually a really general part of it. Yeah, you're, yeah, yeah.
1: Wasting, you're wasting a good 20% of your time. I yeah. think in some
2: ways, fine. even doing that at other conferences is like, I yeah. just want like, just take for yeah. granted yeah. Yeah. that yeah. this is a thing that we're supposed to studying. Yeah. You're in the room. You made it. Right. And it's like, well, because it's like, yeah, you're wasting your time. And it's like, I mean, to me, it's like, I mean, like so like my paper, I'm spending more time talking about yeah, the theory because I assume most people in mm-hmm. the room can't study I've heard play. of Bioshock. I've <laughs> heard of Bioshock, and probably played Bioshock, or at very least have like watched a play video of it. So, like, I focus on the like, theatrical theory, yep. so like, okay, that's why I found if, if I was at if I was I was at MLA, it'd be the opposite. As the people probably know, like, oh yes, I know the Peter you know, Cruelty. What the hell is Bioshock? Did, <laughs> did
1: anybody tweet me after that episode saying, "Oh, I am weird. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: was hoping. I haven't gotten Twitter yet, and I haven't gotten Twitter like. I'm yeah. um, sure so you have a lot of. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you just left them piled. All the more reasons not to go back. I, I, I also like there was a certain certain cachet in being like the digital setting person that like everyone asks. Like, oh, what's Twitter handle? Handle? I'm like one. I was on Twitter beta. I was on Twitter before there were hashtags. However, I because now hashtags are a thing. I believe that hashtags have ruined Twitter because the made it's useful. <laughs> I like Twitter,
0: it useless. Where do you go? Know? Wait, what, what's your social media of choice? Uh,
2: right now, Instagram, because I'm also, as as anybody that listens know, I, I also so I post things on Instagram. But as far as academic social media, I'm actually very, which I guess this is a kind of relevant question. I am like fairly militant anti-social media And not that I've like people define like value out of like the academic Facebook groups and Twitter and everything. I think it's great, but like especially in digital media studies, so there is this expectation. That you participate in
4: academic
2: work at a level that I think is kind of silly, um, <laughs> because and not because it's like I don't think the platform is useful. I think the expectation that you are constantly participating in academic conversation twenty four seven, and then if you go away for a weekend and like turn on your phone, you miss all the stuff that's going on. And know, like, this. Right, and it seems like a small thing, but like I mean, conferences are part of this too. That like there's in groups and out groups in every field. And some fields are better at others at mediating it. And while social media in some ways makes digital studies relatively more accessible, because you're not spending the money to work a conference to participate in that conversation, it also sets up this like new liberalization of the academy of like if you're not working twenty four hours a day, you're somewhere.
0: So the, so the criticism isn't the platform or the no. software, it's the expectations that become attached to it. Yeah, because case.
2: because like so for example, like there, you know, I'll read articles that will reference and there's there's a lot of work like, it's been going around
4: the
0: universe about, like, yeah. how it's problematic and how it's useful. Cool. The um, literal universe, all
2: over. <laughs> a lot of great stuff coming out of the
0: comics. Yeah, until, like, Thanos yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> I was just saying at dinner tonight that it's crazy that someone like my younger brother, who, like, has never picked up a comic book in his life or, or has shown any interest, fucking knows who Thanos is. Like, that. <laughs> Blows my mind. I was actually really proud of myself
2: that I knew who Thanos was before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I know things. Yeah. <laughs> I was Avengers when he first yeah. appeared. Roger Roger how do you know about yeah. Rocket Raccoon? When like Prince Steve and Thanos' face yeah. yeah. appeared, I, I don't remember. I was. was like, oh my god, it's Thanos. And i was like, who's that? I know. Um, and I was like, I know. Yeah, I like will never claim to be like a comic book person. I know just enough they used to live with a like very book game where all the closets in our apartment were <laughs> filled. With his like lifetime collection of comic books, high uh, <laughs> aging. and he basically is like, Oh, you should read this series. Punk. Here's like the last eight years of it. I'm like,
0: okay. <laughs> but we took you and so all around the universe that Thanos has snapped. Yes. yes, so, so
2: having, the happy true. articles are gone and path arms are gone. and happy mm-hmm. accounts are also gone. Um, no, I mean I don't know if, like, I, I yeah, I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with it, but I think like I mean, I think the Academy in general has had like, this like, expectation, especially for junior academics and grad students, are not publishing constantly, participating in academic Twitter, like, doing all this crazy stuff, and basically your entire life is talking about this really nice. Like, if your entire life 24-7 comes to virtual academia, you are failing. I mean, like, there, there's been, like, articles about how people in our generation are producing far more than, like, the people who advised right. this did when they were dressed. But Like, a lot of people who have to track jobs and are famous now didn't write their first article until after they were in a job. And actually, right. it used to be inappropriate to publish before you had your first position. Because it was like, it like, the idea was like, you got the job as a faculty member, whether it's trying to train your or, or not, but like basically being part of the professoriate signaled, like, oh, you are prepared to contribute to the field. Mm-hmm. Whereas now, in order to come of the professoriate, yeah. yeah. you have to like publish at least one, if not multiple articles. And I mean, there's the other problem is that I'm reading the article top on my head, but again, digital studies. Part of the problem that it creates is actually also like the archival problem mm-hmm. is like if people like the volume of publishing has increased hugely and there's no way you could possibly I mean niche fields is another thing, but like now right now if I want to write a paper on Emily Dickinson and be like, okay, I have to read everything that's ever been written on like this part of Emily Dickinson, it's not possible. Because it's yep. it's like the volume of work is insane. So like the idea I mean to me it's like so it's like saying anymore that like like so even like the idea of expertise is being pulled Because you can't know like the idea I mean, even the demand that we're supposed to like quote unquote know our field, it's like you can know your field to like a large extent to claim that you know every, I mean I like, I will never claim that I know I have how many years I do this. Right. I will never claim I know everything about video games because like no. no. Also most of Reddit has more to say about this than I ever will just because I, you know I
4: think
1: that's uh, always been I again part of the reason the show is right. There's Academia's got a weird thing, Wayne, we, we've joked about this before. Academia is about studying your entire life to become one of the smartest ten people in
4: the world on one very specific thing, so that you can write an article that only those nine out of four read
3: Like, that's it. That, that is and the, you're lucky there's nine. Yeah. You, you've, you've heard me joke that I'm the world's foremost scholar on major groups. Yes. I have an article. <laughs> you <have> an article published <laughs> <my family>. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I, I presented today, so, so I just doubled so my own. Double, double.
1: So I believe it's quite possible that a hundred percent of the academic scholarship wraps around the mage
0: has been produced by Wayne. Almost certainly. <laughs> so, so an upstart listener should start working on MAGE yeah, exactly. that you are defined. Well, you well to...
2: actually, well it depends because yeah. depending on what your field is, you, it it might be best for you to not focus on something like that. Minor. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's minor. Like I wanted to write on Olive Schreiner, who is um, a South African Victorian writer. Super cool, we started at African farm is amazing. So good. Uh, like but it's, it's not canonical. but it's it, it it, it, mean. It, 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 It's more <laughs> <than that. laughs> uh, I was told, like you know, not one of the, that that the big, the big way to make interventions in the field. Uh, it's, nice it's published on someone like Samuel Richardson, Jane uh, yeah. Austen. Which is George one probably. of the cool things about pop culture studies is like, like at least in all of these like, sections of, I've like, presented a few sections of PCA, there, there's at least no section I've been involved in PCA that has that. Like, yeah. People are excited yeah. when you come up with like, you found some obscure weird thing and people go are in fact that world science is great. Yeah. You know, I think I might be the foremost scholar on good society because it's so new, I think I might be oh, one, one right. of the few people yeah. who's ever written about in an yeah. active context I like of course to my personal people yeah. and there's one person who wrote like a blog post I can't um, even check again I yeah. can't remember about it Actually, published on Bioshock Shots yeah. me. Yeah. new video yeah. and like the original Bioshock is one of the more written on video games. so like I don't understand there, there
3: are major fan sites. Somebody does a podcast specifically about that. Yeah, analyzing the issue, right? but that's different than what I'm doing. And I mean, to your point, I mean, this is I'm admittedly, yeah. Admittedly, you know, sure. I, I do this as as a sideline. To I'm not trying to become a doctor. I want to teach more than I have, but I'm not publishing for those same reasons. I don't need to do mm-hmm. things. And you know, you and I've talked. I, I really believe in comic specifically. There's the canonical stuff that everybody talks about. I don't need to read any more watchmen. Watchmen, watchmen. Yeah, we right.
1: talked about it on the other episode. Yeah. Watchmen, Mouse,
3: Persepolis,
1: Dark Knight, and Front
2: Yeah, and especially yeah. like English and, academics who have never read a comic book assign those books. Assign, right? <Like> basically, no. Nope. <laughs> in the meantime,
3: I have read thousands of other comics in my life that are worth talking. about. Right. And and that's kind of the niche I want to do just because that's what I'm interested. in. That's right. right? what's yeah. fun to me. If nobody else is writing about maybe people or something like exactly. that, I want to do that.
2: Like, I mean, it it's also an educational field. Like, the yeah, way that stuff, that yeah. stuff starts being written about is it, somebody be publishes on it. One of the things that's like actually really challenging when I first started, I actually go to another group that worked with BioShock, this in a while. Like, it's really difficult to write on something that's never written out before. Even mm-hmm. if <laughs> it's relatively recent, so there's not a lot of like history and like, context to it. It's like, it's still just sort of like, there's no one to respond to, it, so you're just making shit up. I've writing
3: music articles for, for years for, for publication, local newspapers back home. There was a, an Alice Cooper quote that I remembered. I couldn't figure out where I got it from. I was writing something else about him. I googled it to see if I could find it, and I did from an article I had written 15 years earlier. <laughs> yeah. um, I still have no idea where I got
2: the quote initially. <laughs> like, also, I guess I, as a caveat to those. Us who work in a medical career, traditional. Thank you. Um, well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the like, people who listen to the show, like there, there's good work being done that's like recovery or like in more like more minor offers, uh, you know, than Charles Davidson. You know, but did. It's, yeah, but, especially part of this graduate suit, I think that there's an idea that like, I mean, this happens in American cities too. It's like you're supposed to work on the before you can do anything interesting. And like, I mean, like some people like like the book in Vermontism just kind of around romance that, like, looks at non-traditional romantic authors because, you know, like, in romance it's where like, every other film, like, one of the big six, like, you know, or whatever, and then anybody else, it's like, no. Nah.
3: Um. <laughs> oh, Okay.
2: Sorry, right. I was trying totally to silently signal to Matt that like, I wanted a beer, and it did
3: not um, no, you're work. you're a thing of beauty. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, this, is, this show,
1: why not say, "Can I have another beer?" No? Um, and <laughs> would anyone else like another? Beer?
2: <laughs> and, and Brown Romantics, like shows why it's important to read these like minor authors. Um, why, why is it important it's... to read minor because, because they help you like not only like show you like the feel from a different perspective, but also can talk back. To those bigger yeah. authors. I mean, there's other reasons and too. And remember that, like, um, especially when you're talking about the historical period, right? Like, remember that, like, the 19th century wasn't only old misogynist white dudes, but, but also it, was, like, it wasn't only mostly. old white dudes in England or like the greater European area. Like, the people that around the mass looked that were in like the greater empire. Um, so, like, and there's like lots of like books um, and movements trying to like diversify. More like that.
0: But Wayne, are you, are, I want to sort of juxtapose yeah. these, are you getting to do this more niche work from a safer position I know, absolutely. as compared absolutely. to the graduate student yeah. or someone who's a junior scholar, yeah, I know. that if they proceed into niche, niche work, um, does that limit their
3: employability? Yeah, well, he's not getting fired from his comic book Exactly. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> you're actually he's running. firing. I, yeah, yeah. I, I have the benefit of I can work on stuff I want to work on. Yeah, and if it doesn't get published, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I. I, I sorry. No, I, but I, I think what, what you're saying those those smaller works is lesser networks works. Going back to Maiz's thing we talked about <laughs> in the 1980s, so much of the story of what was happening in the comics in the 1980s. Was the direct market and the explosion of small publishers you know, made speech to so that far more than Watchmen?
4: So, mm-hmm. as a
3: representative of the larger publishing culture in the I make the argument it's arguably more important than Watchman or, or. In that owner. respect, in, in terms of small press things, but the places would where people... I like, so tired of Watchmen. Yeah. just as an example, if Matt Wagner was working at a level he would never have been hired by Marvel. See, in mm-hmm like Martin gave him the opportunity to self-publish some, something, and now he's been a for five years, right? If the Red market had existed, he would never have had that. I was going to say, have people like and like, if Yeah, yeah. yeah.
4: yeah.
2: yeah.
3: And, and he's one example. He's he's nice. gonna many.
2: You know, yeah, so. nice. Well, well I mean, nice. Even in the Victorian period, like there's all what's called slow print that's all about like smaller presses, like mm-hmm. publishing more radical political work that would not fit in bigger places and stuff like that. This is the thing I learned through lots of grad master's program, like so, basically everyone's familiar with Separate Wives. So the original version of like Separate Wives was actually published in a Victorian ladies' journal in the fashion section yeah. by a woman. It's about the five pages long. I have a fax in the other computer. It's really Well, let's just do a show about it. Right. Great. <laughs> right. Cool. Um, well, but I think I mean to go back to like what we were talking about about period thing is I think the cool thing would be a grad student like. As I feel like we've probably mentioned multiple times, the market is horrible. Yes. Uh, so, like at some point, it doesn't really matter. I mean, the way I approach it is like I mean, I also can admit to like I would like to be a professor. He's super awesome. I love teaching. I what I do. I am also my brain only works in certain ways, so I knew I was going to write it for a dissertation. I'm writing a dissertation on virtual reality so that starts in 1690, so i not keep
0: that. You're writing a dissertation on virtual reality that starts in 1690? Yeah. yeah. And the okay, first, just making sure I heard that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and at first, the,
2: the first three chapters, all predate. Um, computers. <laughs> great, cool, um, great, right. great. <laughs> which is why I'm talking about, well, which is actually why I'm talking about the theater of cruelty, so Anthony uh, Motto purchased the theater, uh, playwright, or so, um, even they like like 30s. Cool. Supposedly, I'm sure that there may be earlier terms of this because the history of virtual reality as an aesthetic concept goes back millennia. Um, but basically, he uses the term virtual reality for theater. So it's originally a theatrical concept. There's actually, a lot of work, um, early work in virtual reality comes from theater scholars. First. So, virtual reality as like a newfangled thing is like actually kind of a misnomer. I think it's kind of fascinating, and I like I a doubt about it basically uh, originally because I started with sci-fi. I always really love like, of the pulp era, like the very sloppy stuff, uh, and like the 50 foot woman, kind of like 30s, 40s, 50s. Especially the last one was these days. Like, cause, like, cause <laughs> but uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, th- but there was this thing in the, in the 20s and 30s is like, what I was, with, with what I got interested in. Is that uh, a lot of the editors a lot of the pulp were actually scientists, like so Cuba Burdback, who's like credited with making genres in the United States. Um, basically, started amazing stories to sell radios. Like, he had no literary credentials, no real interest in literary stuff. A lot of the other, like, I believe like, one of the other editors for, like, a pulp was, like, Einstein's son in law or something like that. So, a lot of them were actually, like, had graduate degrees in the sciences that were heading up pulps. And so, it became this weird, like, like basically literary, like, fantastic think tank for the sciences. And that was really fascinating because it was, like, a different use for liter- literature that had no interest in, like, aesthetic quality or, like, the literary as was traditionally construed, especially, to, like, this all happening at the same time as, like, high-bottom, like, very weird stuff going on there, and it was just basically science going science so like, we can use fiction to invent weird things, and then actually make it in reality. Um, and I thought that was really cool. And then virtual reality, like, I basically found out a lot of the theory of virtual reality is kind of the same thing. They're actually theorizing stuff that doesn't exist yet, which doesn't happen very often um, in academia, because we've got their of stuff. So it's like, and there's been virtual reality work going on since basically the advent of digital and computers and whatever, versus the like VR system. Um, but, yeah, I just found that really fascinating. I either theorizing something that was like happening as you were theorizing it. Um, and then I talk about witchcraft. So. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense. It
1: does
4: make sense. It makes as much sense as anything. Well, and that's why I love pop culture sites, because it, it,
1: it, honestly, it makes as much sense as anything anybody else ever does. In literary studies, in general, what we do is ultimately real weird. We pretend that it's not because we have like a very small, effectively small canon of things. Where well, this is some serious stuff. if like, really think about the arguments that are made—they're all really, really bizarre and weird. And that's kind of the point. Yeah,
2: and the what I think is the most interesting. I think this is really—that's one of the reasons that I think conference papers are kind of unique in a way because conference papers are so short. They're often like we're seeing people's projects. And their ideas unfolding kind of right. um, so you see a lot of people juxtaposing things that don't intuitively fit together, which is like I mean that's what I like to do in my work. Mm-hmm. And it's my favorite thing this young people's work is sort of like, here are two things that make no sense that just put them together like a weird thing. Um, because I think that it makes you when you do that, it makes you think about something in a different way that doesn't make it, that doesn't mm-hmm. intuit like, intuitively make sense to the person presenting it usually. Mm-hmm. But is a completely new thing to me and it's like I, I yeah, I really
1: like it when somebody can pick something that I'm familiar with and I love and can actually show me something new about it. And, and I think that works. So just to push back a bit to your earlier I claim about no, you know, just you know, saying on social media, I think it's a little easier. I don't know I don't know, podcasts I'm on the social media and blogs, but like the things that like we can do a show and typically do with you know about forty eight hours note, hey do you want to do this this week? And and we just kind of work things out on right. the air and we'll have conversations. And does it have the same academic rigor as my dissertation? No. Yeah. But fine. I mean, at least it's 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 where it's where ideas start from. And how many papers, did, I've written several papers that started, this paper tomorrow, the Wifel paper, started with a random thought I had on a blog
4: yeah. two years ago.
1: And you, you'll remember, it was two years ago, I had a thought, I said something on Twitter, and then I was like, Holy shit, let me figure that out. So I, I literally I, I like scribbled some notes down, and then I came. It, was, it wasn't it was like a Wednesday, so I knew the store was going to be busy. It was like a Tuesday, the deadest day in comic books. And so I literally drove over to Wayne's store, and all the guys who worked there, why are you here? It's like, don't bother me. And I just sat down in the store, and I <laughs> started counting. <laughs> I sat there with a notebook, and...
4: I, um, I coded, I came up with a coding system, and I coded every
1: single cover on the shelf to figure out, if the, you'll see, I'm gonna this going to make a comment about Golden Spiral tomorrow, and I wasn't sure if I was right or not, so I had to figure it out, I'm like, how can I get a sample of like 300 comic books? I know, and I just spent an hour just going through and noting, okay, this one uses Golden Spiral, two male characters, one female character, okay, next one. In, in alphabetical order, which was which was helpful. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm just what like we never
0: considered. Like, <laughs> yeah, isn't what you're you're saying about like podcasting and do a degree social media? But right. I understand that the, the criticism. I, mean, I think it's great to have social
2: media as like a way to like get things out. I think it's yeah. It, Mainly, I have the beef with like more the expectation that right. yeah. it's mandatory. It should be. A, it's, isn't this? Then this
0: sort of tie into the. I, I, maybe this has been debunked, so I, I'm saying this cautiously. But the whole uh, mythology about how Frankenstein was written—that like Mary Shelley and Byron were all trapped in a like, got during
5: the orgy. Yes. There is an episode <laughs> of the podcast no, yes. where we discuss right. the origin of Frankenstein. Okay, this. but like if they weren't in this space,
0: shooting, stuck shooting the shit, and having an orgy, mm-hmm. Um we might not have gotten a work like Frankenstein?
2: Well like the, I think the whole point of a lot of novels, uh definitely kind of like the monster game, is that like people won't produce things in a vacuum. Yeah, like yeah, I feel like you true. know, Dracula and Frankenstein both have like, you know, multiple stack narratives, though uh, they're different ways. Um and uh, uh, Dracula in particular like Talks about the importance of like keeping notes and keeping notes mm-hmm. in different media and how eventually you can piece them together.
4: Um, Hello oh, to
1: Mike Chambers is yelling at me. I, was, yeah. and, <laughs> I, right
4: now.
2: And I have and stuff mean, to say. And, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, like Neil produced, we're kind of back some of the stuff we dramatic, do in our stuff. dissertations or articles or our where we we do on the show. Clacky and I work together. Even mean, our cultures are very different, and each other. And that's why. I mean, that's why we have. Um, and, yes, we are. That's why we have like advisors to like tell us oh, if we're going in um, the right direction or not. Some are more hands than others. You my I find this like I'm crazy idea. Yes, yeah? yeah. do it.
0: <laughs> they were just talking about how Pat and Ray Brown during the awards ceremony earlier today that that uh, Ray Brown's most frequent response to people proposing new ideas to him was, "Why not?"
2: <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, like you know Dickens and. Daniel Richardson and I mean basically any author ever um, who, like thought like would change inudes or like feedback from people mm-hmm. before it was published, which we have talked about so yeah, far. I
3: think just in the cool. arts in general, those creative communities or those right. factors, you get a bunch of crazy people living together and doing things and talking to each other. You get different ideas than you're just isolated your one. So yeah, at you, any and you a moment in, in music, there are these scenes. I'm seeing a scene New York album. You had these. 12 bands who were all playing in the same bar every week. And the way that fed off of each other, that happened in Britain right after mm-hmm. that. You know, the, the San Francisco scene, music in the late 60s. So you get all these people kind of coming out of the Seattle scene in the time. Seattle, of well, Seattle yeah. music
1: scene, the uh, Philly hip hop scene. Yeah. Um, the, well, the, lots of intentional genres happen that way. I mean, look, well, why 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 do? Um, why does the, cosmic, the comic book industry as we know it? Exist because of literally six Jewish kids in two towns. And several of them living within two blocks of each other. Yeah. Like but the, the
3: Schuster, Jewish. Siegel, Kane, Finger. And one in the late 30s? The Eisner Iger Studio. Well, Eisner and Jerry, yes. Jerry Yeah, and Iger. Like pretty much everybody who drew a comic book in the nineteen forties worked on that. The superhero I work on now yeah. came out of that yeah. yeah. And you had a room full of thirty people this is what we we're talking about earlier. Right. We will all get together, we have a comic to produce by Monday. Yeah. We will all yeah. draw a page. Yes, yeah. And, and and you know, a lot of just mediocre stuff came out of that of bad <laughs> stuff, like very rushed stuff. But those creative people just being in a room with some of those people talking and hearing how that it's time to do you, we like Kirby, the Yeah. yeah. finish my list of six.
2: Oh, Well, like, now <laughs> that producing, like, good work is, like, producing a massive ton of work and then finding, ooh, what's that? That's actually useful. I mean, yeah. like, the way, to take it back to conferences, I mean, like, conferences are useful because you have works in progress, mm-hmm. and you take it to a room and people give you feedback. Yes. I mean, like, for right. academic articles, you don't just send something in the office so always that says, Oh my god, this is perfect. We'll publish it right away. You get like years' reports back from the editor, and you usually get changes. Um,
3: Sorry you had to find out like this.
2: <laughs> and, uh, and you know, the advice is, uh, you know, don't sit down if you haven't had someone else to read. I mean, like, you know, at least several of Yeah, we'll just go yeah. through, you know, massive overhauls as well. Uh, Stephen King needs an editor, by the way. Um, <laughs>
1: so it's JK Rowling, and I love her. I love her stuff. Yeah. She so it's pretty much anybody who's working to a long not have one. Yes.
2: Everybody needs to know. Yeah. yeah. Everybody.
1: Everybody. Uh, no, I, I picked her because she's the biggest author in the world, and anyway, she. People should tell her no sometimes.
2: <laughs> she's taking like away from her Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, okay. Look. Thing, <laughs> I mean, not, not like the worst thing, but the dumbest thing she's ever revealed is like. Where did it up from? Yes. Oh <laughs> no! No, okay, <laughs> I didn't know about Let this. It goes. Yes. No, 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 no. Because I am on Twitter, I did not know about this until someone brought this to me this weekend. My life was better before I (laughs) knew. For those of you who don't know, J.K. Rowling explained that lizards don't need bathrooms, they can just vanish their waste. Which I also find hilarious because major plot points of the Harry Potter universe happened in bathrooms.
1: They were installed after Muggles uh, got them in she like she has a specific year on um, pottermore It's fucking weird. because She was just like in case you were wondering the bathrooms the plumbing in Hogwarts was installed in like the nineteen fifties because wizards before then would just poop wherever they needed to and then they would magic it away. And you know and these, like who these, was wondering these, this they don't they don't
2: wondering was wondering. <laughs> also, also, also at Hogwarts, are not allowed to use magic until like what third year or some shit? No, no, no. <laughs>
0: there are magic at Hogwarts or some shit. Oh, you that that, 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 that. that. picture of Stewie uh, from Family Guy with the diaper dragging. Uh, uh, no, I saw I,
2: okay, I, I this meme. Everyone reverse. We're getting this. No, wait a second. Okay. I, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, you <top> it. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you.
0: What? Did, what isn't represented? here yet at PCA, that maybe should be. What isn't being talked about yet? I'm actually kind of surprised there isn't exactly what Is there not? i think so. Wow, that's coming. Gotta be, yeah. I mean, it's
1: weird because, like, well, no, I mean, a lot, a
2: lot of a lot yeah, of great. I will start. I will start. Yes, you no, know, there's being like, I.
4: Actually,
1: no.
2: I, this is the thing. I am. I think part of it. So I was on Twitter, like basically right after they started, like, like allowing access to public. one of my friends came to me like, "This is a crazy thing. Only twelve people are on it. it will probably be dead within a year." And it wasn't, and we got on it. But that was before because, like, hashtags didn't come out. At least they weren't available at the time that I signed up. Right, right. So it was literally like you know, like the people. Like now, they're just spout random philosophical things about their sandwiches and like of the void. Nothing is searchable. Twitter is completely useless for networking. You can't use it for any professional purpose. You can't use it for news. You can't use it for anything because there's no way to find anything. Right. And, and it was great. Because I I love useless things. Anyone who knows me love useless things. Like anything that is like fabulous, complicated, weird, and useless, I love it so much. And like yeah, the hashtag ruined Twitter for me. Like I think it's great. I think it's delightful. I just like no. Wow. I basically went. I went abroad for like uh, like a year, and then hashtags happened while I was gone. I came back. And- no, because <laughs> I didn't. I didn't have. A, I didn't have a, like a data thing, so it wasn't. I thought like
1: oh my god. is a ninety-seven-year-old man. you to get off her I mean,
2: she <laughs> things, a no, 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 I'm a ninety-seven-year-old woman with knee and I stab you. With she knitted all the way up. the <laughs> PCA. I get <did it>. fidgety, <laughs> <it. laughs> I mean, and if I get fidgety, i stab you. you no. <laughs> 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 we, were, we were in a car with five people. No, people, no, people just, I think it'd be really amazing. She was just negative, Yeah, I could drive with <laughs> my knees. Um, don't make any jokes about badger. We
0: almost oh, said like oh. four times anyway. I gotta take it
2: up by some. Does anyone do work on tattoo studies? Oh actually no, I was uh that would have been when were we in New Orleans? There was there was somebody did did there was New
0: Orleans PCA was five years ago,
2: four years
0: ago? Something like that. I'm asking you someone remember. totally unmarked. You know, right. I'm, no, I'm, no, but I remember a presentation where
2: somebody was talking about like Really the early American tattoos, But yeah. like, it was like in the context of something, else. I think it's actually in the context of a comic book. Like they're talking about,
1: like it's ended in everything, basically they're like, ah, oh, this is visual. Yeah, it, I mean, it's
5: weird. I know oh, there's, oh, no, there's.
2: Just yeah, about to right. say that. there's okay. no professional wrestling <laughs> studies area. You'd think there would be, yeah.
1: but we typically like. So when I first started doing professional wrestling studies, I was mm-hmm. doing it under the masculinities panel, which, as far as I can tell, doesn't exist as own doesn't own thing anymore. Then we moved. Then we no, it's I mean because it's always a subset. PCA tries to build its panels, its panels, its areas around some specific media type. So you've got a comic area, you've got a game area, yeah. you've got fan fiction, you've got beer, you've got music. This year we have.
4: Of the methods of divination.
2: Which, by the way, can I just say, I love the fact that there's an entire panel, I know I've said this before, probably, on, like, yoga and bars, and I, like, I, I'm sure there's some, there's house a house. lot to say about this. <laughs> well. And if that panel goes, you'll
1: be next year. <laughs> um. I, I mean, did you, are you going to go? Or did you
2: I did not go. I don't know
1: when it is. No. I should check. Um, <laughs> but I, I think it's like I, I think it's like a smaller panel. Um, but you know, well, I mean, there's like small, it has to be sometimes you yeah. need the ones that are that you don't know anything about are just fascinating. Like a couple years ago, I went to uh, uh, Bethany, who's been on the show. Uh, I met her at a at a panel on fanfic. It was the fanfic, and I just I knew nothing about fanfiction studies. Um, I've since done some, quite a bit of research, which been mentioned on the show before. But I just went because, frankly, her her paper topic sounded amazing. Her paper was called, like I said when she was on the show, her paper was called, um, if I had a clone, I would totally fuck her. Twin Cest in Orphan Black Fan Fiction. And I was just like, I'm in. I've got to know what this is about. And her paper was interesting. And I just became friends with her. But just listening to those people talk in... Those four papers. Everybody was just fascinating, and they were nice, and everyone's everyone's just so happy that you're coming to hear their weird shit work, like just right. just like we are, you know? Right? Because <laughs> I'm like I'm doing something really bizarre. Like seriously, tomorrow I'm going to have a room of people listen to me try to explain why Robin Liefeld is an important statement on structuralist art. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And and and, and, oh, and the merger of structuralist art, gender studies, and um and just art art theory in general. And I've got I'm going somewhere with
0: it. But this is a really weird bizarre idea. I'm giving Matt a, a loving <laughs> and sympathetic look, right <laughs> now. And where else can I do that,
4: right? right. I, mean, I mean
0: well I think it's also the interesting thing, I mean, like
4: goat
2: yoga fans aside. Like uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh I just really kind of I find of goat yoga. I live in a town where goat yoga is a Frequent occurrence. So I'm baffled by
3: it. Um, <laughs> I go from a place where never mind. Frequent <laughs> uh,
2: it's very like I, I appreciate yoga, I appreciate baby goats. These are delightful things. I don't know why I want a baby yoga. So
1: do the goats do yoga or do you
2: they yoga? Yoga you're things? doing yoga apparently and the goats are wandering around and like I understand the people of both pieces that separately. I don't want to be like doing the yoga pose and have a goat like jump on my back. I think yeah. the goats sometimes jump on my back. Right. <laughs> I have seen pictures of this, and apparently a thing. Anyway, this is fire. I am fascinated by like the endless ingenuity, ability, of think, ability of people to make academic arguments about things that they think are impossible to actually argument about. And <laughs> this is one of the like great things about conferences: about the same particulars of like I, like, I don't even know how I begin to write a ten-page paper. Mm, I so would this, love
0: to see this go meta, and there to be next year a panel on panels. Oh, I would love
2: to, I panel would
0: love to hear a paper on conferences. I have many. thoughts.
2: like <laughs> MLA my conferences conference. at ASICs, the American mm.
0: That's, that's that's the next on, that's conference yeah a conference on conferences I would take that
3: <laughs> so we've resolved yeah, nothing at least do you guys can resolve something <laughs> I'm leaving bye Wayne <laughs> bye. Bye. Okay,
2: I got a bad to catch we believe in you what's the
0: blind spot <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm wrong. Yeah.
1: so we resolve nothing yeah. Wayne's gonna Wayne's gonna leave <laughs> and the rest of us are probably just gonna Hang out and drink for a while, and continue having <laughs> conversations <laughs> like this. But um, thank you yeah. um, to John. This and Andy was Andy nice meeting you,
2: guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> person, uh, don't you need to tell us where to find you?
3: Yeah, we're in the metro station. <laughs> 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 All
2: right. uh, uh, you,
5: yeah. And uh, John. Yeah. Go <laughs> to. <laughs> I don't have a media presence, so you <laughs> I mean, can't find me. You, you, can, can, find me. you can occasionally find me on the protagonist podcast, which I mentioned you're, you're, you're relatively frequent guest there. Uh, yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. You're Google. I no, like he's not. He're, he really, here isn't. Well. he,
1: he he's really isn't. You're more
5: likely to find his brother thinking that someone yes. just stole his name. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, or, uh, or my dad, who actually has the same name as my brother. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hey,
0: <laughs> I'm on. I'm sorry, Kathy. I'm on Twitter. <laughs> hey, I said um, people need to be on Twitter. I need to be. I paid. do have one. Yeah, we tag on t- 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 like every episode, yeah. and she just doesn't know because I'm uh, I'm AD Lewis on Twitter or uh, CaptionBox.net. Uh, okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
4: oh, it's a website. Oh, Joanna. Yeah,
0: <laughs>
1: uh,
2: you can find me on Twitter, at Lee Rogers, and um, what have I been tweeting about? <laughs> oh, uh, tax day. Oh, um, And the fact that I did not properly organize my files when I was younger and I'm paying for it. Uh, so, organize your yeah. files.
0: I've been having fights over whether Game of Thrones is or is not Islamic. <laughs> <laughs> on, on Twitter. Oh, oh okay.
2: I was like right now what is he's right now. <laughs> <laughs> is
0: done, and then, yeah. Oh boy. Uh
2: and you can find me as always uh at just that at just that nerd kid. Actually on Twitter is off my Twitter handle. Probably won't see you replying to me. Uh, <laughs> and on Instagram. And I do occasionally post about Thursday on Instagram, although less frequently than me. that was like. Although I did do a shout-out <laughs> to Mav who was giving me shit, That apparently I don't post as many like in progress sewing photos. So, yeah, it was cool. It was, I, it was I put video. a video of awesome. marking a dart, and anyone who <laughs> knows knows how boring that is. Like, <laughs> know, right.
1: You can find me on Twitter at Chris Maverick. You can find the show on Twitter at Box Podcast. You can follow my blog at www.chrismaverick.com or just blog at www.boxpodcast.com, where you will find out about the next exciting topic, which we have not picked yet, but will probably come up. I mm-hmm. Avengers is coming up sooner or later. Yeah. <laughs> And if you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify or wherever the hell else you get podcasts from. And if you could do us a favor and raise a five-star view on iTunes, that helps people find the show through some mystical means that no one understands, but it also lets me sleep through the night because I get sad. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to thank you at home for listening. I'd like to thank all of my co hosts for doing this show with me for the last year and two weeks. Uh-huh. Sure.
4: It's, you know, it's
1: weirdly a year, but like, yeah. You know,
2: time is hard. Time is a construct. Oh,
1: no. And I'd like to thank Maximilian of ThoughtFun Music for playing our epic theme song, playing us out ever so epically as we to end the show.
4: Once again, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye.
1: Kuthra Polly, would you care to join the conversation? Well, certainly. I'd like to raise two points. Number one, I think they are talking about penises. <laughs> and number two,
4: these mimosas are kicking my little brown ass. <laughs>